With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, the Celtics won the play-in game. It's a pretty impressive win over Washington in front of not a big crowd. It sounded like a preseason game, but the big controversy was after the game. We found out that Kemba Walker had a uh, emblem, had a thing on his jacket that, <laughs> that some people thought was uh, offensive. That's how it works in 2021. We will tell you about the latest ridiculous controversy with that. Also, speaking of ridiculous, yesterday, the medical examiner released his report and uh, it was determined, as everyone expected, that Michaela Miller, 16-year-old girl from Hopkinton, committed suicide, as everybody knew. Well, it doesn't matter to the race hucksters and the grifters who've been using this poor girl's death for weeks now. They're uh, doubling down. Today, Ben Crump comes to town, at least virtually, to hold a press conference with the uh, whole crew who uh, is accusing the local authorities of covering up a murder. It's outrageous, and we will tell you all about that. Speaking of uh, outrageous, you know, Viking Man, the leader of the insurrection, he has the worst lawyer in the world. We'll tell you about his lawyer. Tom Brady is doing a reality show, a reality show with his family off the uh, field. We'll see how that goes. And Joe Biden drove a truck. It was amazing. He drove a truck on an empty track. And boy, did the media love it. It was amazing. We'll get into all that and more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy. And their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Conan, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. We are live here on a Wednesday morning with all kinds of stuff to get to, all kinds of news. We started the morning with uh, you sending me some stories about uh, Kemba Walker, Celtics player, Celtics star, sometimes, uh, after the big win in the play-in game over the Washington Wizards. 
Kemba Walker, gun rights advocates, limited, go- big fan of limited government, all the good stuff, all the hits. The most, I, don't, I guess it's not technically a playoff game, but it was the single most lifeless Celtics game uh, that I've ever seen on TV. Um, I assume the people there um, thought it was uh, pretty lifeless in person. This is, again, the teams, the Celtics, Red Sox, they, they all thanked the governor, Charlie Baker, for reopening uh, you know the economy and, and allowing them to to fill the place, the Red Sox are going to be able to sell, you know, sell the place out if boss, if they can on May 29th. And I said, like I always do, why don't they just say right now, uh, the economy's open, the state is open right now. You know, the data <laughs> backs up, you know, this move, we're open for business. And everyone said, well, not everyone, lots of people say, oh, they need time to prepare. And what are you complaining about? At least we get to do it on the 29th. And I say, they have a uh, game, a Celtics game. It would be Tuesday night. It'd be against the Wizards. They should be able to sell the place out. We know now, you know, people are vaccinated. People are wearing masks. It's not a big thing. Um, and that's, you know, what they're doing in many markets. They're they're selling the place out. They said, no, 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 we'll wait. We saw, I blame the governor for this 100%. We saw, again, the most lifeless game. It should have been, you know, Jason Tatum goes off for 50 points. He kind of beats, you know, Bradley Beal and, and, and Russell Westbrook in a kind of a, you know, mano a mano with his friend Bradley Beal, and it sounded like the the most lifeless preseason game with 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 a bunch of scrubs playing. Nobody caring. It, 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 you need fans. You need energy. And by the way, I know Marv Albert is retiring uh, soon. Whenever he's like eighty, um, I think it's time. He's been great. He's been great for, for five decades. But he didn't know who the players were. He didn't care. And and Grant Hill was even worse. They just had the they should have somebody tweeted this. They said, Where is Gus Williams when you need him? They where is where's Tommy Heinsohn when you need him? You needed someone with some energy, some life. Um and the and- garden is and that's what sucks too, is I, I'm not a basketball guy, but I love going to playoff basketball games. Like, there's something I mean, it's like playoffs in general is different. Playoff, garden right. garden at basketball games is freaking nuts. It's and and you know what? Same thing's gonna happen with the Bruins. They're gonna have uh, I don't know what's the total of uh, 3000 or fans or something. And it's yeah. just not going to feel right, especially coming off the uh, first two games in DC. Correct. Yeah. There's but, some hate. There's some hate between the teams right now. So yeah, it's, yeah. And, and they had the energy and it felt like real playoff hockey. And maybe it will, maybe, you know, hockey is more intense and maybe the, the, the fans who are allowed in will be loud, will be crazy and it'll feel intense, but it's a problem. I mean, they were just pumping, like they were pumping in fake for TV. This fake kind of like consistent. I, and I haven't been watching. Not, it, it was awful, and everyone said it, and and people were you know tweeting what a disgrace it was that you have a guy, you have a game with real stars, and you have a game that should have had real energy, and people tuning in who haven't been watching lately, like me, <clears throat> tuning in because it's got you know it's postseason, and uh, it's got some real stars, real marquee matchup. And it just felt so flat. And it just felt like one of those, you know, <clears throat> COVID games where you say, okay, people aren't, you know, they're, they're, they're not there. First of all, there's no crowd. It just doesn't feel real when you have these COVID restrictions. They should have petitioned the governor and said, what do you think, Gov? Can we just do business? In, in, and we'll get to that. The I'll mention it now. The Red Sox can, can sell out on the 29th, which is another what 10 days they 10 days from now they're allowed to do business and i know that they, they, this, this is another reason i could never you know run a team you know because uh, i couldn't hand, i couldn't do the pr it takes in a place like boston 
the team, the, the Red Sox, had to tweet out how grateful they were to the governor. Thank you, governor, and thank you, Mayor Janney, for allowing us to do business. When all the, well, not all, many of the other markets are wide open, other teams have real home field advantage, have real energy, are making real money, and the Red Sox had to wait because Governor Baker wanted to show the world that he was really serious about public health, and he wanted to, to you know, follow suit for his from his fellow uh, liberal blue state governors like Cuomo and Whitmer and the rest of them and Gavin Newsom, and so he wouldn't let them you know, bang the place out till the 29th. And I'm saying, why can't they do it today? And again, why don't? Why are they thanking the guy? Wait, wait till they find out. Wait till all their fans find out the way the the Celtic and Bruin fans are going to find out that all their favorite watering holes are gone. That the the fours is gone, and the and the greatest bar uh, is gone, and these bars that surround the garden and I assume uh, you know surround Fenway. Many of them are gone. The governor put them out of business, and you're tweeting out how grateful you are to the man. You should be tweeting out two middle fingers, saying, "You know, you, you know, we're doing business finally. No thanks to you, we survived this, and our fans are coming back. And the Red Sox are lucky they got off to a good start because if they didn't, you want to talk about dead, flat, lifeless crowds? That's what they would would have on the 29th, and 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 you know, hopefully for their sake, they don't go in the tank for the next 10 days, and they still they have a uh, people who show up on the 29th and, and keep showing up because it's not going to be easy. It's still early in the season. A lot of people have lost interest. A lot of people are sick of the wokeness from many of the professional teams, and no team is more woke than the Red Sox, as we all know. Uh, they're still very proud of the fact that they have the biggest Black Lives Matter sign in the in in professional sports. No one has a bigger BLM sign than the Red Sox. That's how woke they are. But you know, if they're winning, people will show up. They am, I, am I wrong to be kind of like, I feel like, and we've said this this week, is that the tide is turning, right? The weather is turned and sure all is, things, yeah. the momentum, right? I feel like the story should be out there. If you're going to tell me a story from a, whether it's the New York Post or whoever, I don't, I'd rather know who's not opening up at full capacity to this point. Like yesterday, right. I was looking for stories today for today's show. It was like, Oh wow, Fenway Park is going to return at full capacity. Oh wow, Lollapalooza is going to be full capacity in Chicago. It was we're shocked now, or we're reporting it like we're shocked that that's happening, as opposed to no, this is what it. This uh, is what I guess what we're shocked at that a place like Boston or Chicago or L.A. would l allow it. I mean, obviously, you know, the Texas Rangers have been open since day one, since opening day. You know, Houston Astros wide open, Atlanta Braves. These are places where, you know, the, you know, Fauci predicted a super spreader event, many deaths. New York, uh, Texas yesterday had zero deaths. You know, their cases are down. Not that that matters, but it's under control in Texas. And they've been wide open with no masks and and and, and no restrictions for, for months now. And places like Boston are catching up. And I assume it's because of the private sector that the Red Sox and the Celtics and all the businesses are saying, you're killing us. You know, you have to get out of the way. And and finally, people like like Baker, whose instinct is to get in the way, are getting out of the way and allowing these people to do business. And you know, if the Celtics advance, I, I guess, you know, it looks like they're gonna they're gonna take on the Brooklyn Nets, which is not gonna be easy. But Kyrie, yes. That's too bad. That's a huge talk about marquee matchups. Kyrie coming back to Boston and you know, uh, Kevin Durant and uh and James Harden, and I mean, that's a game you'd like to see. That's a game the country will tune in to see, and they'll tune into the Boston game, and it won't be the 29th yet. 
which as we know the the virus the scary virus is hanging outside the garden and it's um on the 29th it goes away the virus knows about this deadline so the 28th the virus is still lurking so you better have your mask on and you better be socially distanced on the 29th the scary virus floats away flies away and you can show up in full force the country's going to tune into that game the country's going to tune in if they still if baker still has these ridiculous rules in place and i guess he will because you can't rush things the country's going to say whatever happened to the celtics whatever happened to the energy in that building they should you know they, they, boy do they miss the old garden look at this place there's no sound there's no energy i mean if marv albert's still doing the game and and grant hill it's going to be embarrassing to the city of boston to the celtics to have that kind of uh, lifeless crowd and no energy and and you know what they're going to be underdogs and they could get spanked and it doesn't help when you have no home court when you have no energy or no no people there uh, on your side you know intimidating the refs and intimidating the the opposing players that's the way it's going to be if they don't uh, uh change the rule and you know they should i mean let's be honest that this 10-day lag time is senseless there's no rule there's no science behind it of course it's just a way for these people to extend their control over things baker should say today good luck to the celtics good luck to the bruins red sox sell the place out i'm, yep. I'm getting out of the way but he won't because that's not what they do and I know, was, I know you're going to go on to a different celtics topics outside of mass but i do want to ask the audience on if you go to cowan podcast subscribe to the youtube page but people are in the chat and meredith just reminded me the as during the show yesterday the miaa dropped the mass mandate and I do. I did see a lot of local high schools still requiring their athletes to wear masks on outdoor <laughs> sports in some situations. If you're in that situation, if your family, your kids are playing sports and they have to wear masks outdoors, let us know in the comment section. I, 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 I would not. My, you know, my, if my kid, like I said, my kid had to wear his at the graduation the other day, and he wasn't happy. If I had a kid and he was playing whatever lacrosse, and he had to wear the mask and he had to, you know, gasp for air. I would be one of these parents who would be beside himself. I wouldn't be able to handle, especially knowing, as we've said over and over, there is no science. There is no reason, no reason, no health reason, nothing for the adults to still do this. And, you know, I, I said this yesterday with Shattuck. I'll say it again. It is child abuse. If you're forcing a child to wear a mask, you are a child abuser. You, you should be arrested. And I'm not kidding. This is causing great discomfort to children for no reason other than your other than your twisted sense of, of virtue other than your selfishness your cowardice you're forcing children and and with shattuck it's 10 year old softball players forcing them to obstruct their breathing for no health reason for no good reason at all it just it makes you feel better you're like rachel maddow or, or, or Joy Reid, you, when you have a mask and some of the people, you feel better. Now you know, you know you're know, you one of the good guys and the people without masks are the bad guys. That's all that matters to you. And it's disgusting. It's truly disgraceful that you do this to kids. I'm going to talk about this every day till something changes because it's so maddening that there are adults out there and we're not calling them out. We're just allowing them to do this, forcing this on children. They should be shamed we should be they should be ostracized you should be singled out say you are doing this to kids you're doing this to your kid and other kids 
you're a sick person. If you're, if you're doing this for your own, whatever, your own satisfaction, making kids do this, you're a sick, twisted individual who should be called out. And I'm dead serious. They should be like at this league with Chaddock. They should say, that's the guy, kids, who are making you all do this. That guy, we should all know. We should all know. We should, first of all, we should demand his explanation. Why are you doing this to kids? And he won't have one. He won't have one. It just makes him feel good. I mean, it's just a disgrace. It's a shameful era in this country. We'll look back someday and say, I cannot believe did that to children. We're going to get to the hero that we've all been waiting for. And it's not, sadly, Tom Shattuck. But first, I woke up to this. You sent it to me. And I, in this case, I just laughed out loud. We got a, we got a controversy on the Celtics beat. This in this day and age, in this woke era, in this twenty in twenty twenty one, in professional sports, this is what you call a uh, a manufactured controversy. I'm sure, unless unless you read Deadspin, and who reads Deadspin, no one will think anything of this. But um, Kemba Walker, Celtics star, wore a jacket. <laughs> you know where this is going. Last night into the arena. A, uh, we, I don't know if you can put this up on the screen. If you're watching, here is the Celtics tweet t- tweet from the team. And he said, it's it's just typical team locked in the, for the play-in game. And it's got a picture of Kemba Walker showing up. He's got a yellow jacket. He's got a yellow hat. He's got a mask on, of course. And a uh, bag in his hand, he's showing up at the arena. On the back of the jacket, it says, don't tread on me, which in my opinion, it's just means nothing. It means patriotic it's like it's like a, a, an american flag it's just a sign of patriotism it's been around for more than 200 years it's been around as long as this country the symbol i was just uh reading about it and jerry um, it, was, it was featured prominently january 6th capital riot featured okay, prominently. okay let me ask you this what else, what other flag was featured prominently oh that would be the american flag so what if kemba walker showed up with the american flag would that make it if the American uh, a symbol of white supremacy or insurrection, delete, 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 delete. Uh, this, you know, Benjamin Franklin used it notably, uh, that, you know, that it was a sign. It, it means, you know, don't tread on me. Don't, don't, you know, uh, uh, it's, it, it was first flown in 1775 in a battle cry for American independence from British rule. So it's older than this country and it's a sign of patriotism and I don't care if every freaking person and in January six had it. Uh, I don't think it's been uh, it's been uh, co-opted by white supremacy. Of course, that had nothing to do with white supremacy. I saw, I saw Milo Yiannopoulos or whatever his name is wearing that same. Exact oh no! Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, so I mean, I guess this is the day that it becomes verboten. You can't use it. You can't say it, or the you know the media will will call you like when the Patriots had that kicker who had the three percenter tattoo, which is, again, not white supremacy. It's just a right-wing gun rights organization representing, uh, you know, people. And maybe maybe some of them stormed the Capitol. That doesn't mean if someone wore that that uh, jacket or whatever flew that flag on January 6th, it could never be used again. It's still, you know, it still was used by Ben Franklin. It still was used by the, the patriots who fought the British and won our uh, independence. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Kemba Walker should have turned around, given him all the finger. He, he had no, no comment. The team deleted the tweet 
and just want it. And I don't blame them. They just want it to go away. They don't want, uh, you know, people showing up today and saying, can you explain why you wore that Kimball Walker? It's a cool looking jacket. I saw it the other day, I think in a, was it a Dick's or somewhere? I saw a t-shirts with that on there. So if it's going to become, you know, a symbol of white supremacy, they better act quick and get those all out of the stores and people who own them better throw them away because this symbol of patriotism uh, is, is been, uh, is now been declared, you know, off limits. And well, uh, though in the tweet, they actually use a hashtag JBL, you know, X Celtics. So it's obviously a tweet that's in partnership with JBL, whether it be headphones, speakers or whatever. So oh, it could be a thing where they, where they just said to themselves, like, I, we got to delete this because just in case the brand has some kind of problem with it in some capacity, but they didn't at really, some, at some point you have to say, you know, again, what if it's the American flag? Are they going to say that's too patriotic? I mean, uh, we know, that when they put the American flag on Nikes, Colin Kaepernick didn't like it. Colin Kaepernick complained, and I believe they they discontinued or whatever the the shoe. But if Colin Kaepernick is upset that you use the flag, like if he has a jacket or hat with the flag, does that mean you're not going to do it anymore? Because you know the flag was flown on January six by all those insurrectionists. At some point, you have to say, get lost. Go screw. This is a cool jacket. This is a cool symbol. It's been around for 250 freaking years. But whatever, we know, and, and I'm not blaming, again, uh, Kemba Walker. He said he didn't know. I believe him. Yeah. But maybe he should do a little research. Or don't even have to do any research. Get lost. Yeah, I like why? the jacket. Yeah, but why? If you like the if you like the look of it, why do you have to do research on it? You just bought it. He's he doesn't know. Who cares? Well, I mean, if it's a swastika and you say I like oh, it, yeah. It's I mean, I think but it's not. They're obvious. Yeah, there's certain <laughs> things that are obvious that yes, yes. Um, I don't want to spy. I want to get to the kid. I want to get to the ten year old hero. We have a hero. We have a spokesman. We have a leader in this movement to unmask children. To 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 to. Uh, again, identify the, the the rotten parents and adults who are forcing masks on children. And we have a guy who's going to lead the revolution. This is uh, this is William Wallace. This is Moses. This is King Leonidas. This is a leader of a movement. <laughs> His name is uh, John Provenzano. I want to get to him, but I want to finish up with the since you brought up or the uh, you know the 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 uh, you know. I'm anticipating the the dead spins of the world to bring up January 6th. And, and when it comes to uh, don't tread on me, yep. did you see? Um, and, and we know that it's a, you know, complete uh, political uh, act here, putting all these January 6th people in solitary confinement. They arrested 430 of them. Dozens of them are still in solitary confinement for trespassing. Essentially, there were no guns. There were no murders. Uh, they took these people, and because they were uh, the Trump supporters, because they didn't vote for Biden, they, they, we have this uh, political purging going on, and these people are in solitary for four months without any chance of making bail for trespassing, and we have video of the cops telling them, come on in. It's the most insane thing, and the, and the real insane part, in my opinion, is when I tweet about it or, or mention it, all I get when I should say, I always invariably, I get a bunch of these responses. Oh, screw them. You know, they'd screw them. They're a bunch of insurrectionists. And, you know, I don't care about them. And I'm like, oh, you don't have to care about them. But do you care about the, the rule of law to be put in solitary with no bail and no charges, no date, just because 
you are uh, you, they, you know the system, the swamp disagrees with you politically, and they're in charge now. You know they're in charge. It's amazing how few people give a damn about these fellow Americans who are rotting in cells. People who, are, who don't have records, who are, you know aren't criminals, and they're just sitting there. The guy who the guy who put his feet up on uh, Nancy Pelosi's desks desk, and I've said before he's an idiot, and they're a bunch of morons, and and what they did was a disgrace. But again, no guns, no murders. The only person shot to death was Ashley Babbitt, shot by an unidentified cop. Again, she's on the wrong side, so we don't know the cop's name. We don't know the circumstances. We don't know if there'll be any, you know, any any uh, punishment for the, the cop. Apparently not. I mean, they keep it a secret. Can you imagine if it was the other way around? It was an unarmed BLM protester and a cop just shot her in the throat because she was trespassing? I mean... It would be the biggest outrage in the country, but these are pariahs. Why are you Why are you speaking so nicely of these people when their own uh, their own representation doesn't even represent doesn't speak so highly? I, I was going. If you want to see one reason, well, well, obviously the big reason that they're all in jail, rotting, solitary, no no bail, no chance to to make bail, is because they didn't vote for Biden. They supported Trump. Period. I mean, we all know. Uh, you know, most of them are fa- disorderly conduct, trespassing. I mean, they're not, they, they aren't being charged with violent crimes or felonies. Uh, I mean, unless it's some trumped up, you know, felony trespassing. Um, what they did again was a disgrace, but they, <laughs> at what point do you say, okay, enough, they get to go to trial. The, the guy who put his feet up on the desk is facing 82 months, 82 months, seven years or thereabouts in prison. And he'll get it. I mean, cause no one's going to defend him and no one's going to care. The, the, the guy who burned the police station to the ground and forcing the cops to run away in Minneapolis, burned it to the ground, tried to kill cops, by the way, just burned it. He's doing four years. And I was surprised it was that much four years. He's, he's on the right, the correct side. He's with Antifa and BLM. So he gets off easy. The guy put the feet up on the desk is going to do seven years, seven hard years for trespassing. When the cops said, come on in, it's insane right now and so few people care there's one woman julie kelly from american greatness who covers it every day you should follow her on twitter you should read her stuff because she's the only one covering it and it's incredible it's incredibly outrageous but we now know one reason i should say um that uh one of the reasons why these people are rotting they have a really bad representation in some cases Viking man. We've talked a lot about Viking man, the, the idiot with the with the Viking horns and the face painted. We have video of him saying, be peaceful. We have to peacefully assemble. We have video of a cop or, or Capitol policeman escorting him into the Senate, Senate chambers where he just stood there and, and whatever, just howled, howled at the moon is what he does. He, there's nothing violent. He doesn't assault anyone. He doesn't destroy anything. He's been held without bail in solitary confinement for four months. They got him some organic food. That's about it. His name is Jacob Chansley. He calls himself the QAnon shaman. He's a total weirdo. He's a total screwball. But again, you go away forever for that, for being a screwball and trespassing. So there's a person who interviewed his lawyer. Um, His lawyer is named Albert Watkins. A, a reporter interviewed the lawyer and um, tweeted out a uh, an exp- an excerpt. This again is the QAnon shaman, 
the Viking man's lawyer, the guy who's supposed to be getting him out of solitary confinement and getting him, you know, making, getting him bail. There, there he is right there. This guy's a nut. But again, being a nut shouldn't put you in prison forever. Um, the lawyer, Watkins, said his client has Asperger's syndrome and indicated that Shansley's mental state would play a role in the case. Quote from the lawyer defending QAnon Chamlin. A lot of these defendants, and I'm going to use the colloquial term, perhaps disrespectfully, but they're all fucking short bus people. Watkins said, these are people with brain damage. They're fucking retarded. They're on the goddamn spectrum. But they're our brothers, our sisters, our neighbors, our coworkers. They're part of the country. They aren't bad people. They don't have prior criminal history. Fuck, they were subjected to four years of goddamn propaganda, the likes of which the world has not seen since fucking Hitler. That's the lawyer for Viking Man. The lawyer. <laughs> uh, right there. Somebody, I don't know who, should step in some organization, legal legal watch, judicial watch, and say, okay, this not, guy does not have proper representation. I'm trying to think of like the last movie I watched that's like, this is the comedy scene, right, where the guy needs representation, hires his like fat buddy or whatever that's right, never, right. it's not a real attorney. Well, like the, well, I would say like the cousin Vinny, the other lawyer, the stuttering lawyer, but this guy just called his client uh, short bus people and effing retarded. His client, not this. If this were from some observers, you know, whatever, you know, legal observer, you'd say, okay, first of all, that's offensive. Secondly, that's not a, a defense. You don't say, excuse me, um, Your Honor, my client's a short bus person. Yeah, but at well, least, at least he says they're not bad people. They don't have a prior <laughs> record. Or anything I mean, like you could, if you want to make that case, we know that a lot of metal, huge debt, a lot of them were unemployed. A lot of them feel like they're getting screwed by the system. We used to give, we used to respect those kind of people. In this case, you know, they're, they're, they're white, which means they're white supremacists. So screw them. And most people, certainly most people in the mainstream media don't care. They don't care if the system railroads these people and puts them in solitary forever. They're on the wrong team. But I, I guess this is a, a court-appointed lawyer because the like like most of the people who were arrested on uh, January sixth, uh, Jacob Chansley, Viking man, doesn't have any money, uh, so he gets this guy, and this guy, it's his job to get him out of solitary. I don't think he's getting it done. I think yeah, I don't think they, I don't think he has a stands a good chance. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's the most the most amazing quote I've ever seen from a uh, lawyer. I I tweeted it out uh, if you want to read it in in full. You will not believe it. It's just stunning that this is a lawyer. And, it, and by the way, if Viking Man goes to trial, it's going to be huge. It's not, you know, Derek Chauvin huge, but it's going to be a big deal. Cameras will be there. The news media will be there. And this nut job is supposed to be making the case to, to defend his client. And what if he goes out on the sidewalk and has a press conference, this guy Watkins? That is going to be wild. We always thought it was going to be wild, but this is going to be even wilder if he's still there this quote this interview might you know kind of ruin the relationship well i mean what's it talking points memo isn't exactly like going to fox news or anything like that so i don't but, know that, yeah. that's true but the um the uh quotes making the making the rounds so what did he think it was off the record i mean uh, that's a good question i don't i don't know maybe he just thought it was so absurd that he was just like they would never include that in, into the piece you know he's just well, that, yeah that happens where people think they're off the record uh, but 
whatever. We'll find out if the lawyer Watkins, Albert Watkins, uh, is still representing Viking Man. I guess I should uh, root for it because it'll be crazy. It'll be theater if he's the lawyer and he's making, you know, an opening statement talking like that. But uh, they're all still in solitary for for mostly for trespassing and disorderly conduct. So you know, the country is safe. The the the, the republic is in in good hands because these people. You know, they don't, they, 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 they tried to overthrow the government. They tried to make Viking man, our new God King. It didn't happen. And I love these people say, we got to make sure January 6th never happens again. Here's an idea. Why don't you line up all the people, take them out of solitary, take them to, I don't know, the you know, middle of on the mall in DC and cut their heads off. How about that? How about, oh, you yeah, have a firing squad and just kill them all. That will assure January 6th never happens again. Make, examples out of them well i guess they're already doing that they're in solitary january 6th isn't going to happen again if the law if the um if, if the uh, capitol hill police doesn't let them in <laughs> then it won't happen simple as that i mean if they didn't let them in if they i don't know i know this is pretty advanced technology for for law enforcement but what if they i don't know lock the door if they lock the door to the Capitol next time, then it won't happen and we'll all be safe and you won't have to worry about dangerous insurrectionists like these nitwits, like these short bus people, to quote the lawyer. But enough, enough of that. We'll follow it. We'll read, continue to read Julie Kelly and keep you updated on these dangerous insurrectionists. Um, did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. We got to get to this kid. We got to get to this kid because as we talked about yesterday, the movement, the anti, the, 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 uh, you know, let's stop abusing our children movement, the anti-child abuse movement that wants to take the masks off of 10-year-olds. It's growing, it's, it's energized, it's angry as it should be, but it needs a leader. I, I, I suggested Tom Shattuck be the leader yesterday because he's going to tomorrow, I believe Thursday, his next softball game, he's going to tell his kids to take the masks off even if that one parent, that one rotten parent who complained that kids weren't wearing masks last game, forcing all the kids to put their masks back on and, and gasp for air, even if that parent is there, it's time that someone stood up and said, you can leave, get lost. These kids 
need to breathe. We're done with you. We're done with all these, these fanatics. Um, Shattuck, you know, he'll be okay. He'll do his best tomorrow. I'm counting on him. But the new leader, the new spokesperson for uh, the movement is named John Provisano. And if you saw John in, in the video, John spoke before a school committee meeting, a school board meeting in Martin County, Florida. John is 10. Um, he's in elementary school. And you want to see somebody who is going to be, he's going to do something with his life. I'm not sure. It might be good. It might be bad. He's either going to be, you know, he's, you know, the leader of some massive, you know, crime syndicate, or he's going to be president. He's, he's brilliant. He's going to be part of the uh, next insurrection. I probably he'll, he'll, he'll be leader of the next insurrection at the Capitol. And this time, and, and his lawyer won't say he's a short bus person because he's brilliant and he's articulate. He's smart. And he's, uh, He's sick of wearing a mask. He went before the school committee. The video went viral. Then he was uh, on Tucker. Then he was on Newsmax. And now he's on Fox and Friends. He's making the rounds. And he's each time, I'm amazed at how articulate he is. This guy, this kid's 10. He's reading his statement for the most part. He's reading it, which helps when you're reading a script. But he's saying words like claustrophobic. I mean, I got, you know, best friends. Who couldn't read that word? You know, they wouldn't know what that word is. He, hypocrisy. He's reading words, and he's just so good. And he's the best part, and we'll play some of it, is he's indicting the teachers. He's not just saying, you know, it's hard to breathe when we're in the playground. He's saying that. But he's pointing out the teachers. That there's a teacher who walks around school writing kids up for, you know, if their mask doesn't cover their face. And he's pointing out the teachers yell at the kids if they pull the mask down to drink water. And then they sit there and do the same. They, they, the teachers pull the mask down and drink water. So he's calling out his own teachers. So this kid is brilliant, but I'm just going to guess he's not going to get straight A's anymore because he made these, te these teachers look like a real big part of the problem. I know these are the orders from above, but if you let a child breathe, you know, just say, I understand that. What's the downside? You think you're going to get in trouble if you're a teacher and they find out, oh, your 10-year-old drank water or your 10-year-old ran on the playground with the mask wasn't covering his nose. That's the kind of lunatics we have in, in, you know, in classrooms, in teaching now. Not all of them, but a lot of them have bought into, have bought into the fanaticism and they're enforcing this on children. But let's hear from 10-year-old, the new leader of the movement, our own William Wallace, John Provenzano. Turned 10 years old. Just talk a little closer to that. So I just turned 10 years old, and I am a fourth grader at Felix A. Williams. I expected school to be a little bit different in the beginning, but I didn't think it would stay this way all year long, and I was surprised by the rules. A lot of them didn't make any sense to me, like the fact that we were not allowed to play on the playground or have student council or turn to face each other at lunch and we also have to wear masks outside at P.E. and on track. I love my school and all, but my teachers seem really stressed, and that makes me feel bad. One teacher walks around with a clipboard full of referrals for any student whose mask isn't on properly. It makes me feel scared. That same teacher yells at us having our masks down to drink water while we are outside in Carline. She told us we had to wait until we were in our parents' car to have a drink of water. She had her mask down the entire time while she was yelling at us, which makes me and all my friends very mad. This happens a lot. And it seems unfair teachers take their masks off while their 
yell, while they yell at us kids and that we need to pull ours up, I asked my mom if there is a word for this, and she said there is. Hypocrisy. That is a trained actor right there in that moment. It, that is brilliant. It just turned 10. And this goes on for, how's that going for like three minutes or yeah, more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went on with Tucker and he was the same way. He was just glib and articulate and it, it, not the least bit nervous. No stage fright in this kid at all, which is amazing at that age, knowing the cameras are on him. Hell, he's speaking before the school board and he's calling out his teachers and he does it without, uh, Without hesitation, I mean, this kid. We need a little more background to this uh, to this kid. I think. Well, I think his father. Yeah. I think we know his father is uh, leading the movement too. He's he's his father. The day before was speaking to the school committee, and they give him three minutes. So he's talking about how crazy it is because he's sick of watching these teachers abuse his child, or his school administrators or coaches abuse his child. I mean, if you're a parent. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to stand up and, and demand an end to this because they're abusing your children. Yeah, but then you're not. Uh, I mean, you should never tolerate this. Yeah, but then you're not supposed to use your kid as a pawn for the next day. Now, granted, well, he went viral. Well, yes, you are. When your kid is that smart and that articulate, <laughs> his father's speaking before the school board, and they declare they decide his time is up. And he's talking about how much damage they're doing. And and by the way, we just talk about the physical damage. You know the. You can't breathe, and you and, and but think of the psychological damage you're doing. This kid said that he um, is, met a teacher who's had like all year, and the teacher didn't know it was him, didn't recognize him. He said, "Oh, I didn't know you were in my class after like seven months, because his face has been covered the whole time. You don't see the smiles, you don't see the facial expressions. It's just so it's just so bad for people, and specifically." children but the father spoke before the school board and they played the video the cops like drag him away they pull the mic out of his hands because they said they've heard enough these arrogant sobs on the school board had heard enough from a parent who didn't want his kid being abused any longer and they like dragged the father away so it's in the family his whole family uh god bless him is fighting back somebody's got to and i think this <clears throat> this moment this is a viral moment that people are going to see all over the country. And I realize in, in, in blue state and red states where things are good and the economy is good and the governors are, are, are not these tyrannical uh, monsters like they are in, in blue states, they're not, it's not a problem necessarily, although that's Florida. And this kid even said like, or maybe his father said that Ron DeSantis is on their side. I'm not sure why Ron DeSantis can't just order all the schools to stop abusing children, but, I think this kid's going to become a hero and he's going to become a leader. And there's going to be lots of other kids like him who stand up and say enough, enough. But I don't know if you want to play any more of him, but it went on for a while and he was so good. And it was just amazing. He said, he, again, I, I'm, you know, I, I would say I couldn't do that. Well, I'm damn sure. No, no shot in hell. No shot in hell. You put your 10 year old kid out there the next night after you did it. There's no shot in hell. You use your kid as a pawn in that. Game. He's not. So you do. You, you don't think the kid's telling the truth. I don't think a 10 year old. No, I mean, hey, a 10 year old's the one wearing the mask day. What do you not I, understand? I know, but father's not the one at recess. A 10 year old around. A 10 year old is smart enough to know this stupid thing. They're forcing him to wear 
is not helping anything. He's smart enough to know he's sick of it. Attention respects the, way the rules. They hate them, but they respect the rules. And I, if it was something where he like went to the principal, I, I don't know. I don't know the best way to do it, but it does. It's this a is the way. This kid, this kid is speaking and he's getting into details about how uncomfortable it is. It's hot out. They're forcing him to do this out at track, running on the track or running at recess. This is madness. And this kid is speaking up, and I guarantee you he's making a difference. I'm not sure if the entire country will you know, immediately say no more masks for children, but it should. It should. We should all be doing it. We should how all. Time, how many times? Every kid, every adult. I don't have a kid in elementary school, and this pisses me off to no end that these teachers, these hypocrites are saying, put your mask on before you you know, uh, get on, you know, go leave school, and, and, and yelling at children. And this teacher's walking around the hallway, writing down names of 10-year-olds who break the rules. This is madness. We've turned our, our teachers into a bunch of narcs, although many of them enjoy the role, and we've turned our kids know into into you know uh you know revolutionaries fighting the system fighting the man and this kid's john provenzano um i won't live long enough to see him make it to the white house or make it to the senate or become the next uh leader of some massive drug cartel but he's going to become a leader of some big movement and uh you know i think i think and uh, i look forward to rooting for him because this was brilliant. Maybe, maybe you're right, and they'll never stop. Maybe he'll be on TV every night. <laughs> yeah. How many but, times do you think? How many times do you think he practiced that hypocrisy line with his with his mother and father the night before? I mean, that was which clearly- to me. But to me, that makes it even more amazing. Can you imagine getting a ten year old to practice his speech? I mean, more. I, Get it, get him to get it, learn it that well. I mean, that's amazing. It just shows how crazy. I mean, you, to your point, it just shows how pissed off people are that they're willing to make a spectacle of their child to get a point across. There's and no it, way. And it's a great no way that kid point. went up to his parents and was like, "You know what I want to do? I want to go. I want to write a speech and perform it at the next board meeting." Like they they recommended well, that action. Well, no, but what if? But what if he came home every day and said, "Mom, I'm so sick of this mask. I can't breathe. It's sweaty." The teacher yelled. At me, and they said, "You know what? Enough. This is what we need. This is yeah. exactly what we need. People have fallen followed along like sheep for too long, for no reason. I mean, and what they're doing. And to me, this should be the breaking point. The government, or the head of the school committee, uh, the principal, whatever the this this position, this person in position of power is forcing parents." to abuse their child. They're, they're inflicting pain on their child. We went through this yesterday. This is madness that whatever the leader of the softball league is just this twisted, you know, uh, adult who says, you know what? I want to see these kids gasp for air. I don't want to see their faces. I want to, I want to make it hard to breathe for no reason. Everybody knows there's no health reason. There's no science reason. There's no science behind this, no data. They know it. They know it. They don't care. It's amazing uh, that we've reached this point that there are any adults who are in favor of this. And there are, there's, you know, millions of them around the country that say, whoa, can't be too careful. Let's mask up the 10 year olds. It's insane. And it's about time people fought back and hopefully, you know, tomorrow night Shattuck, you know, gets his whole team to fight back. This is what every parent of a 10 year old should be doing. They should not be saying, well, you know, we got it. Rules are rules, kiddo. Rules are rules. Sorry if you can't breathe out at recess. Rules are rules. And and, and the kids should say, but what does this do? What's the good side? What's the upside? There is none. It's just, again, symbolism. 
people saying, look, I still care. I still, they, they know this kid's not going to get the virus. They know they're not going to give it to anyone else. They know it and they don't care. These are bad people. I'll say it again. But well, Shattuck yeah. said his, his daughter, this is the softball team's 10 year old, right? So it's the sweet Correct. spot. So he should have his daughter do the speech for him because we know he can't pull it off. <laughs> daughter do it tomorrow night and go viral, promote the burn barrel while you're on it. It's like a win, win, win. But you know what? You know that most people are on your side. Most people realize how ridiculous it is. Again, the person force, forcing this, foisting this on children is in the minority, the very small minority. There aren't any you know, uh, cogent, uh, you know, clear-thinking adults who want to do this. There are none. There is none. No adult who's thinking that clearly wants to mask up a child. None. These people who are doing it have something wrong with them, something wired wrong with them. They want kids to suffer. We should not be deferring to such rotten people, such bad parents, bad people. And I'm just going to say thank you, John Provenzano, for leading the way. Hopefully many, many more people follow your lead, including including uh, Coach Tom Shattuck of the, of the Falcons tomorrow night. But we shall see. All right, a couple other things we have to get to. Um, Joe Biden drove a truck. That was very exciting. An electric F-150, which no one no one wants. No one's going to buy. No one cares. People love F-150s. They're best-selling vehicle in America. The people buying them don't mind you know, buying gas. They don't want to pay extra for an electric car just to make, you know, just a virtue signal because that's what they are. As we all know, uh, as has been proven many times, Priuses do more damage to the environment than Hummers. The Prius need batteries. Batteries are mined, and, and, and it's just uh, they don't care. It just makes them feel good. And if you got a lot of money, you buy a Tesla. That's, again, showing how, how virtuous you are, but it goes really fast and it looks cool, so that's different. The people driving F-150s aren't clamoring for electric vehicles, even though um, even though Biden drove one on a track. The, the real funny part, I shouldn't say funny, the notable part, if you missed it, is he drove around the track and then he stopped and uh, talked to the media. I, well, I should say the media. Talked to his fan club, these giggling, slobbering children who cover the president. And everybody, and he made a joke about running one of them over. It was stupid. It wasn't even like a joke, but. You ready? Mr. President, can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive? No, away? you can't. <laughs> Not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> okay. I understand that he wasn't serious and I'm not taking offense and saying, oh, he wants to kill the media, but they laugh. And then when he pulls away, they laugh hysterically. Can you help me out, Colleen? I'm not that smart. Where's the joke? Can I ask you a question about Israel? No, not unless you get in front and when I gun it. Yeah. So if you ask a question, I'm going to kill you. Is that the joke? I guess so. I guess they're okay. not doing what they should be doing. Yeah, it wasn't that right. It wasn't that effective. So okay. some. Can you play? Can you play it when he pulls away? Because if you think these slobbering, you know, sycophants were bad when they giggled at that little wisecrack and said, "Mr. President," he drives away, and not only does the media start laughing hysterically at nothing, they start cheering. They literally start cheering because Biden, and I guess there's reason for this. Biden drove a car. Uh, Biden could drive. It's I guess, and, and there's no one else on the track, which is how you know when you're his age and you're struggling cognitively and you get confused easily. There are people who say, you know, you maybe you shouldn't be on the road. And the good news is he wasn't, it was an empty track. So there weren't many people who were in danger, but if you could play 
the sound when he pulls yep. away. Best driver ever. This is the media, uh, you know, quote unquote, the, the, this, these are the journalists. They're laughing hysterically because the president drove a pickup truck and made a wisecrack, which wasn't funny. And they start clapping. I mean, you could see it's a little, little gaggle, cameras, mics, you know, reporters. Best test driver ever. Is that the guy, the same guy who said, you know, we love your dogs. <laughs> we love your dogs. Again, I, I know it's kind of a tired old thing, but, you know, if that's Trump, first of all, they say Trump, they would say Trump threatened to murder a reporter. And secondly, they would say, oh, God, what an a-hole when he pulled away. Instead, it's, that's the best test driver ever. <laughs> God, what an embarrassment. What a sad collection of sycophants we have covering the White House. But uh, and you speak, you know, they're not as bad, I should say, these these fools covering Biden as the people. And I, I, I know I'll specify and say the people from the Boston Globe, which is uh, not really, again, a newspaper, but they should be covering this next story because it's big. The story's big and it's Today, at least, it's going to go to another level. We've covered it. We've talked about it, especially with Turtle Boy. Michaela Miller, we know the name. You know the name. She's the 16-year-old, tragic story, 16-year-old who committed suicide. She obviously had issues. She had a problem with her, her girlfriend. She's a African-American lesbian <clears throat> teenage girl from Hopkinton who hanged herself uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, she was near her home. On, you know, from a tree with a belt. They did an investigation, a thorough investigation. Uh, there's a lot more evidence. Turtle Boy has uncovered it. Turtle Boy has uh, uh, has blogged about it, shown you the text. It was a troubled young woman, clearly had big, big emotional issues, and uh, sadly ended her own life. It's obvious. The cops know it. The, the people at uh, Hopkinton High know it. Uh, you know, people... Uh, friends, the friends know it. The the the, uh, the people exploiting the situation, lying about it, are some of the worst people in the world. I mean, these are genuinely vile human beings. Beginning with Monica Cannon Grant, the uh, activist, the race hustler, who um, you know we've gone over this. Turtle Boy has blogged about it. She is just one of the the worst people in the world. She. She and, and she calls everyone racist and she uses just the most vile slurs and she gets away with it all because if you criticize her like Turtle Boy, you know, you're a racist. She has intimidated people to the point where the city of Boston provides her with an office to the point where people in the suburbs, rich, white, liberal women send her money. That's how she pays the bills. They send her money. And what she does is, you know, she's kind of a local small time, you know, race huckster, like a Al Sharpton type or Ben Crump, uh, Ben Crump. If you don't know Ben Crump, Ben Crump's uh, the lawyer. Uh, he's kind of become the lawyer. Some of these high profile cases, he's represented uh, uh, George Floyd's family. And I'm not sure what he does other than take his cut. George Floyd's family, Jacob uh, Blake. Um, uh, Brianna Taylor, 
the big high profile cases, he swoops in and takes, you know, a third. He's made millions because the cities, the government has settled with the families of some of these uh, people. And what he does is he comes in, represents the family, and tells bald-faced, blatant, flat-out lies. He lies. He riles up the crowd. At times, it leads to rioting and looting. Sometimes it even leads to death. Ben Crump doesn't care as long as he gets his 33%. Ben Crump is coming to town today. Uh, it, it, uh, we believe it's virtually, but he's going to do a uh, press conference with the family of Michaela Miller. We know about Michaela's Mil Miller's mother. She's she's not a nice person. She abused the girl. She abused her own daughter. Turtle Boy has proved that he's laid out the case, and she knows her daughter committed suicide. Everybody knows it. Monica Cran Cannon Grant knows it. Ayanna Presley, who has again fanned the flames of this uh, racial. Uh, uh, animosity made it seem like white kids supported the people who are accusing the white kids of killing Michaela Miller. They know they didn't. They all the alibis. The police cleared them all. Everybody knows what happened here, but they're going to lie about it because that's what Ben Crump does. He's going to come to town today virtually again, and he's going to repeat the lie, amplify the lie in hopes of creating this division in hopes of creating and this and, and and maybe you know create some violence, create some some looting, some rioting. It's what he does. It's what he's done every step of the way. He started with the lie about uh, Michael Brown and Ferguson saying, "Hands up, don't shoot." We know that was a lie. He said, "You know, Jacob Blake was unarmed." He said, "Brianna Be Brianna Taylor was asleep in her bed." He says these things to the cameras. He says them on Twitter, and the result is big, big problems. He doesn't improve. The situation anywhere he goes he doesn't calm the fears he doesn't uh, uh you know uh, uh, avoid the violence he stokes the flames incites the violence he's going to try to do that in new england today in hopkinton maybe in boston he's going to reach out to everybody and he's going to repeat this lie that michaela miller a 16 year old girl was murdered it's despicable and we talk about lots of despicable things hell we're talking about the the mask tyrants masking up children that's bad that's not in this in, in this league in this league you have people and again monica cannon grant tito jackson ayanna presley a sitting congressperson who knows michaela miller committed suicide does not care michaela miller's black some of her friends were white not all so she's going to accuse you know through her proxies of uh there being a cover-up i'm not sure the motive of a cover-up. Do you think, uh, you know, that, that the people in Hopkinton or the people in the police or state police, you know, want to cover up for the, you know, the, the, the white kids who hanged the black kid. It's absurd. The whole notion, their whole theory is absurd. Um, but they got some powerful people on their side, including a sitting Congresswoman. And now the most high profile race huckster in the country right now. I mean, more than, more than Al Sharpton is Ben Crump. He was down in North Carolina for uh, for uh, Andrew Brown, of course, who has, it's all already been, uh, the, the investigation is complete. The cops were exonerated. It was a justifiable shooting. Um, Andrew Brown had a rap sheet 10 miles long. He was a 42-year-old guy, a drug dealer with 10 kids, or no, uh, yeah, I believe lots of kids who um, 
was not a great parent. He was in, I believe, in the, the course of dealing drugs when he came at the cops with the police car, I mean, with the car. They shot him. Investigation took place. He was, they were exonerated. It was justifiable. It didn't matter. Ben Crump, you know, accused him of killing him in cold blood. Tried to get everyone riled up down in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Tried to get some, you know, some rioting, some small businesses looted. That's his goal. He's going to try it here today. It will fail because even, you know, even if you're just, a, you know, even if you want to believe this, even if you want there to be, you know, race wars, if you look at the facts, if you look at this, if you read TV daily news and see all the, the texts, you realize that they're lying. You realize that they're creating this, this, this myth, this, this narrative that just isn't true. She committed suicide. It's tragic. I mean, her mother abused her. She had a terrible mother. She had real deep seated problems. That's awful. That's tragic. And now one of the things that people like Ben Crump, and Monica Cannon Grant and Tito Jackson and Ayanna Presley doing are helping her mother raise money. <laughs> Turtle Boy's got the latest on the uh, GoFundMe. It's up to fifty-eight thousand, I believe, for mom. Again, the the mother who uh, assaulted her own daughter is raising money and apparently doing it pretty successfully. Uh, let's see what it's up to: fifty-eight thousand one hundred sixty-one of a goal of 40,000. So far exceeded their goal. And this was just, uh, uh, was it a couple of days ago? Um, Monica Cannon Grant on Facebook came up with, you know, uh, this whole uh, theory of, um, of the murder, you know, uh, it's, it, she, this is, uh, the, the person that, by the way, the Celtics have honored, the who else wanted her? The Red Sox, I believe. The city, you know, she's got she's got an office again. You know, she's got uh, all kinds of support from public officials, elected officials. And she writes on Facebook, "There is no way Michaela could have killed herself. She was found standing upright with a belt around her neck, which was tied to a tree that was neither tall nor sturdy enough to withstand her body weight. The belt didn't belong to Michaela or her mother. She was assaulted by five white." teenagers the night before according to those familiar with the incident Michaela met up with her ex-girlfriend and was set to return her belongings uh, when they met up her ex-girlfriend was joined by four white teenagers uh, who drove uh, in from a nearby town she goes through details of how they could have and did murder her it's a lie she's slandering four teenagers high school kids and People like Ayanna Presley and Ben Crump and Tito Jackson are helping slander four teenagers who are innocent. The cops, they have alibis. The cops investigated. And they, again, a sitting congresswoman, this high-profile lawyer, are going to help this despicable person slander, lie about four kids. Four kids who did nothing, who, by the way, lost their friend to suicide, and they're going to call her call them murderers and they're going to do it again the investigation was completed yesterday the medical examiner declared it was a suicide as everybody already knew it was done that's the time when monica cannon grant and ayana presley is supposed to say we're sorry we apologize to those kids that we accused or implied were uh, involved in this we're sorry but of course they won't of course that's not going to happen uh, uh ben crump's going to come there today and say she was murdered. How does, how, does, how does Ben Crump jumping on a Zoom call 
you know, create any type of, uh, you know, momentum to get them what they're looking for. You know, so well, I, I mean, it's too late. It's too late. We all know it was a suicide, but then they just can't let go. I mean, I assume the mom wants to run up the run up the GoFundMe. I mean, 58,000. She's probably thinking, you know, she could get millions. Uh, and she probably looks at, you know, like Brianna Taylor or George Floyd's family who got millions, 12, 14, 27 million. And maybe Ben Crump's telling her they could do that. Maybe they, they could sue. Uh, hopefully they can't, but you never know in this day and age. And maybe they just think they can get more support. There's, there's people who will, who are looking, you know, for a cause and they won't, maybe they won't take the time to, to read the details. They won't take the time to read the text and the, and the full report from the medical examiner. I mean, Ben Crump doesn't, he doesn't mind telling a big fat lie that gets, you know, neighborhoods destroyed, gets people killed. As long as it gets him, you know, support and gets him uh, his percentage. He's cool with that. Uh, our friend, Will Kane did a commentary on Fox news last night. He did the 7 PM show and he laid out the case and just took Ben Crump apart, laid out the case. He went through each case again, Jacob Blake and, you know, start, you know, starting with uh, Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown and goes through Jacob Blake and Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. And this guy who's a lawyer, he's just not some crazy activist like, like Monica Cannon Grant. He's a lawyer. And in each case he lies, you know, Jacob Blake was unarmed. Breonna Taylor was asleep on and on and on. And in many cases, and, and again, Will Cain did the, tallied it up neighborhoods got destroyed people get killed and this guy doesn't apologize just the opposite he cashes in and there's very you know virtually no real negative publicity because people are afraid just like they're afraid of monica cannon grant they you know no one will call her out for the for the you know for the con artist she is and they're afraid of ben crump will will kane laid it out beautifully and it's remarkable this guy just lies about every case doesn't care. They win it. Would they win a judgment against the city, against the state? Takes his one third and moves on to the next case. He doesn't care if cities, communities like in Minneapolis or Ferguson or Kenosha get destroyed. Does not care. Not his concern. He's back on the private jet and out of there with his with his thirty three percent. I think uh, Will Kane made a little run at that seven p.m. slot with this last night because this was trending everywhere. If you, if I, you, I agree. He's, I've, yeah. I've watched them do it for uh, two nights so far, and they were excellent. He's he's pouring his heart and soul into it. I think you're right. I don't know what uh, I know. Bobby Burak from Outkick has been handicapping the race and the competition between all the people going for that seven p.m. slot. I think he threw his name right in there. Yeah. He kind of came out of nowhere. Right the favorites. Yeah, he came out of nowhere getting it. But here here he was last night on that podium on that legal team last month is the master of deception. The one who has set the standard for these attorneys, the one whose lies have become to be chanted in the streets of America. And the one who has gotten rich off of these lies, Ben Crump. Ben Crump is the most dangerous man in America. Chances are you are familiar with his name. You've seen him at a microphone after almost every race related high profile tragedy, Tamir Rice, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd. You heard his lies. I'm Michael Brown, Breonna Taylor, and Makia Bryant. But what you don't know is that Crump might be the single most destructive force in America. <laughs> That's what the, he goes into all the outlines now. But and, and he's got the he's got the he's receipts. I mean, he's got the texts. Um, I mean the the tweets from Crump, and he tweets all the time. And he tweets just makes stuff up. Says you know whatever. Breonna Taylor was asleep in her bed. He's involved in the case. 
He knows that it's not true. He says Jacob Blake was unarmed. He knows that's not true. He doesn't care. He just, you know, he knows what he's doing and he's out to make a lot of money and, and raise his profile. And he just lies, flat out lies. And he's going to do that today with um, uh, Michaela Miller's mother. And I assume others will be involved in this. It's going to be a virtual press conference. They're going to accuse the cops and the medical examiner of a cover-up, which is outrageous. And unfortunately, the cops and the, and the medical examiner and the other uh, officials can't really fight back. They won't fight back. They'll just say, you know, here's the investigation. It's complete. It's a suicide. But you know what? If you want to really find out how ridiculous it is, go to Turtle Boy. Go to TB Daily News. He's got the text. He's got sources. He has laid out a devastating case against the mother um, and others, Monica Cannon Grant, of course. Um, but it's it's amazing that there anybody's going to give these people the time of day. But they will. And unfortunately, uh, mom is going to continue. I don't know if that GoFundMe is going to continue to to run up again, 58,161 Kel Keldina, Keldina Struthers is the mom. Uh, and she is uh, cashing in and she'll be there today with Monica Cannon Grant and Ben Crump. And they will be advancing the same lie one day after the medicals report, medical examiner's report came out proving it was a suicide. It was an independent investigation. These people don't have a, they don't have an interest in this. They don't want to cover up any murders. They certainly have, there's no motivation for them to cover up a murder of a 16 year old child. It's absurd, but she doesn't care. Does not care at all, but we'll be watching that. You know, we'll be counting the lies and uh, turtle boy. I'm sure will be blogging about it. That's today at one o'clock and we will, we'll talk about it tomorrow with our boy, our weird, our friend, the weird Worcester blogger. But, uh, we will leave it there for today. I'd put a call into Will Kane, see if he wanted to join us, but he's on Fox and Friends. Yeah, I'd say, oh, he's on Fox and Friends. I'd say he's prepping <laughs> for his 7 p.m. primetime show. That's true, but, and he's kicking ass, and, yeah. uh, you know, we're rooting for him. But, uh, you know, he was just on Fox and Friends, and he should be because uh, he did a great job on this story, which so few people. You think you're going to hear that on any other network? I think you're going to read that in these corrupt, you know, dying newspapers, the, the Globe or the New York Times. Are they going to point out that Ben Crump has intentionally lied and fanned the flames of, you know, racial division over and over again for his own personal profit? Does anyone even point that out? No, because they're afraid of him and they're afraid of people like Monica Cannon Grant who will come after you and call you racist if you dare question their motives. Well, you know, bring it on, Ben Crump. We'll see you today at one o'clock and, uh, we will uh, we'll be we'll be listening to see how the garden the Boston Garden crowd sounds today. See, it'll be you think it'll be quite as dead as, as last night? Yeah, it won't be too electric. Even though playoff hockey should be a good atmosphere. But before playoff you go, better than regular season hockey, you know. I just yeah, it is it is it's guaranteed. Uh, before you go, personal you just mentioned personal profit. I just want to put my name in there. I am all for a Tom Brady reality show. All <laughs> for it. Every angle well, of it. No, we didn't get to it. All I mean, it. I'm I'm all for it too. But um, I feel like we've seen it already. It's going to be a lot of him drinking protein shakes and uh, getting massages and doing his funky workouts. You think you're going to be like in the bedroom with Tom and Giselle? I mean, what do you think you're going to see? We've even seen his kids 
you know, some someone once called uh, his uh, his uh, little daughter Vivian uh, uh, a nasty name. I've watched uh, a lot of reality television throughout my day. Yeah. I don't think I've watched a lot involving an athlete, though. I don't know why. So I'm trying to think of what it could be like. I'm trying to compare it to something. You know, you know, I love Brady, but I don't think it's going to be all that interesting. I mean, the guy doesn't even like drink. He doesn't. Sw well, he swears. But uh, do you think you're going to see any kind of edgy, you know, you know questionable behavior? I mean, he's not going to be. I know, he's a different Tom Brady now. He feels. I, I mean, he's he's hammered. Uh, you know, he's he's drinking once, he, once every year. Once a year, he's hammered. He gets hammered yeah. every year at the parade when he wins the Super Bowl. But you know what? I'll watch because I'm a sucker for all things Brady. But I think we might be disappointed. Maybe I'll have him out there on his 77 foot yacht tooling around, you know, the Biscayne Bay or something. But I don't know. It's it's amazing how Brady just finds something to capitalize. He's, 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 you know, he's going to be a billionaire with his wife and he just finds something to uh, to sell every day, takes it to another level, whether it's additives or, you know, uh, equipment or shirts and hats and whatever. I mean, there's always something. TB12 is peddling, and the latest is a reality TV show, which will be on Fox, by the way. I'm not sure his his good friends like you know Gail King or uh, or, uh, or or Oprah are going to appreciate them him selling this to Fox. But he's going to be on Fox. It's going to be a reality show. Imagine when he retires. How I mean, when he's not when he's done playing, which will be like five years from now, and he has much more time on his hands. Then we're really going to see uh, Team Brady. Oh yeah, go into overdrive and uh, or Brady Inc. go into overdrive. But you know what? He doesn't take away from his uh, position, his uh, performance on the field. God knows. Yep. And uh, people, people want it. There's a market for it. But when's that going to happen? Do you know? Is there a date? Uh, on it? I think they said it's. There's no date on it yet, and it's uh, it's tentatively scheduled. They did it to kind of hang out there with the. They, it was during an advertiser's presentation, so it was basically like what's to come. You know, keep people guessing and stuff like that. So I think uh, at the earliest, it looks like 2023. I assume. So. Uh, finally, RIP to Charles Grodin, one of the great sidekicks, one of the great uh, uh, supporting actors of all time. He was, and 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 I talked to my uh, my uh, sometimes friend, my former partner, who loves Charles Grodin about this. He he was brilliant in a supporting role to two of the all-time greats. Obviously, in Midnight Run with Robert De Niro, but in um, Lonely Guy with Steve Martin. He was funny as hell as the kind of dour loser friend, but neither of them did they ever have a sequel or another. I mean, I, I said when I saw him with the first time with Midnight Run with De Niro, I said, those guys got to do it again. They had such great chemistry. And same with Steve Martin and Charles Grodin. They never did it again in either case. And I'm just going to guess it's because Charles Grodin off screen in real life was a little difficult. We saw when he had that talk show, there's been stories about him being a little uh, temperamental. I'm guessing he wasn't easy to work with, so they never did it again, but it's too bad that they didn't, you know, midnight run ended. They were both alive and well, and they could have done it again. They could have made it a franchise and God knows De Niro will do anything for money in this day and age. So he would have done it, but Charles Grodin was, uh, was really good and he wasn't over, exposed you know what i mean he just did his thing and uh, did it well and and that was it but our, i i can't believe he's 86 and we were talking about this yesterday a whole bunch of these guys are going to start dropping you know like De Niro and hoffman and pacino and gene hackman and and robert duval they're all and jack nicholson they're all up there you know they're all 80s late 80s they're going to start dropping and we're going to be seeing the you know the great 
retrospectives on the careers of the great actors of all time. And, you know, mo guys like Den Nicholson, they're already done. You know, he's got, he's got, uh, some dementia. He can't do it anymore. He's alive, but he's not, uh, he's not working anymore. And guys like De Niro will just do anything. They'll do dirty grandpa movies just for the money to pay the bills. So I think the glory days for, for the, the this great act generation of actors are over. I'll watch that movie where De Niro interns with uh, Anne Hathaway oh. every single time it's on TBS. That's a fantastic movie. Oh, is it The Intern, it's called? The I mean, Intern, yes. I, I can't turn the channel fast enough. I, I like to think of him as, you know, the Raging Bull. I like to think of him as uh, in Cape Fear. He was so great. I mean, he was just so great. In Midnight Run, he was just so great. Uh, I don't like to think of him as Dirty Grandpa or uh, or the Fockers. God, I hate the Fockers. I hate it. it just, it's just sad. But anyway, we will leave it there. Thanks to uh, DCU and Shea Concrete and Allied Paving. Thanks to everybody for uh, for listening and watching and 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 uh, liking on YouTube and subscribing on YouTube. We really appreciate it. Uh, anything else, Cullinane? Nothing crazy. If you are uh, in the, I don't know what's going on with the actual stock market. If you're into the Bitcoin, all you Bitcoin bros out there, I don't know what the hell is going on today, but it's bad news. So buy and the you know what? If you're interested. Buy the tomorrow. Dip. Tomorrow we're going to cut out some time. We're going to have Dave Cullinane explain no. to you what happened to the Bitcoin market, what happened to the cryptocurrency market today. You you get to the bottom of that, do some research, and you fill us all in tomorrow. All right. Thoughts and prayers, folks. Thoughts and excellent, prayers. Excellent. Excellent. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. On June 12th, live from Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Gardens, Social Gloves presents Battle of the Platform, streaming on Live X Live. Watch as the internet's biggest rivalry, YouTubers versus TikTokers, square off in the ring for the ultimate knockout. It's the social media rivalry we all love to hate. Headlined by Austin McBroom, founder of the Ace Family, fighting against teen idol and TikTok star Bryce Hall. Plus, can't miss performances, appearances, and more from today's top music artists. It's all going down Saturday, June 12th, and we don't want you to miss it. Pay-per-view packages are on sale now, starting at $29.99 for a limited time only. Buy now at socialgloves.livexlive.com. Get your tickets May 29th before prices go up. TikTok versus YouTube. Which side are you on? Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.